Hello and welcome to episode 106 of the Breakstarter Podcast. Here today, you got Sean Filson, Zach Taylor on the other end of the mic. We're going to be talking about the trades from this trade deadline, and this All-Star Weekend is coming up, so we're going to put in our things that we want to see in the future that aren't there or maybe have been there, but we want them to bring it back, stuff like that. So, Zach, buddy, how we doing? Good. Had a long day at work. I'm ready to talk some basketball. Um, yeah, I went a little unconventional with some of my uh, events that I want to see at All-Star. Tried to pick stuff that was a little less basketball related, and then I kept one that is basketball related. Um, I'm excited to hear yours, though, because you said you only picked one, so I'm expecting it to be pretty good. Okay. But we can do trades first. We actually had a lot happen um, last week, I will say. I uploaded a little late. Um, I, so did I tell you what happened? No. So when I went to go schedule it, I texted your dad this because he was obviously this is the one texting me to put it up. So, Where is yeah. the pod? He's like, so am I not going to get it till Friday? I was like, okay, I'm sorry. I got it up. Okay, I got it up. Sorry. And I went and looked. Okay. I went and clicked publish the 16th, not like the, the following Wednesday, not last Wednesday. Yeah, I had the time and everything correct. And I clicked the wrong Wednesday. So. Yeah, because because I made sure I did it before like you left last week, because okay. I want to make sure I didn't forget, and then I clicked the wrong date. So, All right. but now the trade line has happened. We already kind of talked about some of them. Um, so let's talk about some of the ones that came in the last what twenty four thirty six hours after we recorded. Yeah, everything that happened Wednesday and Thursday we haven't talked about yet. Mm-hmm. So. Obviously, we have to start with the biggest one of the day, James Harden and Paul Millsap for Ben Simmons. Uh, Just Ben Simmons. Nah. Ben Simmons, Seth Curry. You had Andre Drummond and then two first rounders. One in like this year's draft in 2022. And then the other one is protected in 2027. But that one is most likely just going to end up saying, next available because Mm -hmm. the thunder owns the 2025 from the 76ers and it's protected. So if it conveys, then they just get the earliest one. So you have, you have like trade grades or do you have, do you have like win or loser? Do you have what, what, how do you want to break this up? Let's do like, um, let's do like improvement levels based on what their team was before. Not just like a grade. I guess we can do great. You want to do grade, or you want to do like points? I got point system. Point system, I guess. I don't know. Do you choose? Mm. Choose some. Choose something fun for the fans. Mm. I don't know. Let's do like speed. Like how fast I would want to get it in based on the team. You are looking at me so confused right now. I, yeah. I'm, okay. So for example, like like if it was a steal, like I'm gonna like be like really fast. But then if it's not, if it's like okay, then I'm be like eh. No. I don't okay, know about okay. that one. Okay, that okay, one's, okay. That one's a okay let's do grades. That's a little. Yeah, I mean, I was trying to pick some way out there, but it's fine. We knew grades. Um, <laughs> I want to be going twenty-seven miles per hour on this. One. This one is definitely going to be going the speed limit, but you know, you're very cautious because you think there's a cop behind you, but it's really just a Silverado, and you're kind of confused. But it was black, so you didn't know. There's no lights, but there was like a mom in it. So you're like, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> um. Okay, so let's do it from the net side. Okay. They get hardened. No, they don't get hardened. They, they got hardened last year. So they get Simmons. This one was a shocker for me. I don't even think we put Harden in our like, you know, hot seat players to keep an eye on. 
Um, kind as it as the trade deadline was getting closer, it was like, okay, he's probably getting moved. And yeah. then, like, some I don't even know if some outlets some outlets were saying, oh, they're in talks. It's just like, are you going to give us Tybal? And they were going to give up Tybal. Oh, are you going to give us Maxi? No. Okay, we want Drummond. Yeah. Which I mean, I think Drummond is a great pickup for them. Honestly, yeah. um, they need a big body. He is a big motherfucker. But yeah, so from the Nets side, um, something I was telling you before the podcast is the Nets have the potential lineup where they could have the highest picked players li- as a lineup all time. So Kyrie first overall pick, KD second, Ben Simmons first, Blake Griffin first, and Lamarcus Aldridge second. So like. What? I mean, that that's probably not the best lineup. Yeah. It's it not the best lineup you could put out there. But, I mean, you put that on the court once, pretty cool. That is kind of crazy. They got to put it on there just for, like, the little, like, history book reason. Like, oh, oh, I didn't notice that we put all these guys out there. Bink. Check. Yeah. I'll take that. I think, I think this is a really good trade from the Nets side. I know we talked about it for a while. Yeah. But, like, I mean, you can literally put a lineup out there where Simmons is playing center. Like, a little death lineup where you're you put out Kyrie, Patty Mills, Seth Curry or Joe Harris, whichever one, KD and Ben Simmons. And you just let Ben Simmons bring the ball up, go down to the dunker spot literally wherever. I mean, you put four shooters. This is what you and I talked about like when for the 76ers, mm-hmm. trade and bead, bring in shooters all around Simmons. Mm-hmm. You just they, space they can out easily that run it, not to mention them bringing over Seth Curry with them. Who is that's insane. I cannot believe they got Seth Curry. That was the, honestly the biggest shock for me. Like, I understand the picks. Like, I get all that. But like the fact they got Cur- Steph- Seth Curry and Drummond on top of it is just an insane addition to me. Um, it allows you to run like these lineups where like even if you don't want to start Seth Curry like, to start out just because like whether he doesn't know the playbook or he doesn't like mesh exactly correctly with Kyrie, maybe your backboards backcourt is a little too weak. Um, but I just love how he fits. Um, I'm a little curious because I want to know if he can like if Simmons can play that like Rover Draymond style like uh position on defense. Uh, because I don't I don't know if I want to see him guarding wings and guards. I want to kind of see him guarding these bigger guys, kind of how you're mentioning. That, that's definitely their like death lineup setup. So from the 76er side, they're getting hardened. This is like really hard for me to like grade their side. I get okay. Let's do Nets first. I, I give it like an A plus. If Harden if Harden did one out, I give it like an A A plus. Yeah, I I gave them an A minus on it. Um, but before we switch over to the 76ers side, so Curry and Drummond played their first game. It was against the Kings. Obviously, uh, they were at home, so no Kyrie, no KD. He's out. Uh, and the Nets broke their 11 game win streak. They won by 24 against the Kings, who had been playing really well after the trade deadline and Curry dropped 23, seven and five. And then Drummond had 11, nine and four. And I mean, they won by 24 points. So, you know, I mean, you can already see the additions and they won a game without mm-hmm. any star player on the team. Uh, but yeah, I think giving them like a, a minus probably around B plus just to see like, is Ben Simmons going to fit? Is he going to, complain again is yeah is he gonna play yeah but i, I think he's definitely playing also i just want to kind of touch on it where like we were kind of like riding him at the beginning of the season saying like oh like maybe if it is 
or no, at first we were upset because he did the whole mental health thing. And then I think we kind of backpedaled a little bit and we were like, okay, maybe he does. We'll kind of give him a little bit of slack. If he plays like within the next two weeks, I'm going to be pretty upset. Just for the fact that like, I think he definitely did like try to like manipulate the media by using like keywords that they can't like contest. I don't know. I just don't like that. Um, but yeah, let's do 76ers side of it. The 76ers side is kind of hard for me because part of me is like, okay, you did give up Ben Simmons. This is still a valuable player. He's still an asset. And then the other part of me is like, bro, he wasn't going to play. So you kind of got Harden for free. Obviously, you gave up pieces with him. So their side is a little like more complex to me than the Nets side. The Nets side was just like if Harden did one out, they got someone for him. But I don't know because at first I was like, Okay, well, yeah, they're they're losing Simmons, they're losing Seth Curry, who as of right now was basically their second option on offense, especially in crunch time. They're losing Drummond, who's their backup center, who plays a lot, a lot of minutes for them that are pretty valuable. Um, but then you bring in an ISO guy like Harden, probably the best center Harden's ever played with. So I'm pretty interested with that. But I don't, I don't know. Are you are you grading it as if Simmons was a zero factor, or are you grading it as him as like what he actually is? I mean, you can grade it. I, you could probably come out with the same grade either way. And it, I mean, if you're saying, okay, I feel like you couldn't come out with the same, the same grade either way. I think you easily could because, because if, he, I mean, if he's like a previous first overall pick and he's like young and he can play point guard and he's six eleven, or if you're like, he's nothing, he hasn't played for us at all. Those are definitely different for me. Well, you got to look at both sides where it's like when he does play, he passes up the last shot where they could have won. He didn't go up on Trey. You look at all the negatives where he lost them that series against yeah, the Hawks. I, I mean, if they if they can't fit together on the court, I mean, yeah, you still look at him as a trade asset, but I mean, you can say, oh, look at what they traded Markel Fultz for. I, I mean, don't agree to him the that, same. But I mean, you you're still getting a MVP. Yeah, still a stud. I mean, you're getting James Harden, MVP, I'm all NBA he's like, player. I'm he's still like, looking like spry because he was looking a little rough at the beginning of the season obviously he put on like a little bit of weight last was that last season that he was putting on weight or was it the very beginning of the uh season? it was beginning of last season before right. he got traded um and then he, we he had the fat suit on yeah and then and then we kind of saw him like really kind of getting his groove like close to the end of the season a little bit in playoffs they lost him and then now i'm like it looks like he was very like pass oriented at the beginning of the season. I think his assists were up. I think he's almost at like 10 assists a game or maybe like nine. And um, I just, I don't know. I don't know which Harden we're going to get. I don't know if we're going to get like lethal locked in shooter Harden who like wants to ISO or if we're going to have it to where like Embiid is going to make them like still somewhat play in a system that's centered around him. Yeah. Well, I think the, James Harden obviously wants to play a certain way. He wants mm. to play ISO ball and he didn't get to do that in Brooklyn and he was upset, the, upset about it. But I mean, he had Dwight Howard for three years earlier in his career mm. and they went to the postseason. They went to the mm. Western conference finals together. I mean, he plays really well with good centers and getting on a team where you're playing with the guy that's probably MVP as of right now. Mm. I mean, that's two MVP level players that are just getting to play with each other. And Harden probably had some of his better seasons, like winning wise and stats wise combined mm. when he had Dwight Howard and then Dwight started to regress and everything. But 
putting him on the same team with a potential MVP guy that got second in MVP voting last year. I mean, you're going to see a huge change in how he's playing. He's probably going to bring in more of a, yeah, I'm going to play ISO ball, but Mm -hmm. I can throw it to you and sit out a play or two. And I think it'll work out pretty well, but I mean, I'm, I think you get an a like around the same grade that you give the nets because Ben Simmons wasn't going to play for you. Yeah. You were holding out for a star and you got the star that you wanted. Mm. I mean, you can't like, you can still look at it. There's like, probably no other stars better than that. You were going to be able to get than than Harden. Sorry. I mean, the only one I can think of is you're holding out for probably three players, Beal, Beal Dame. Dame and Harden. Yeah. You get one of those three, you win. Like, it doesn't matter what you gave up. If you have a chance to go out and win, mm-hmm. I mean, Simmons was a zero for your team. Yeah. You're basically trading. I mean, obviously, stats wise or uh, player wise, you don't have that asset in Ben Simmons anymore. But you basically traded Seth Curry and Drummond for Harden and Paul Millsap. Well, see, and that and that's why, like, I grade it differently. Because if you think about Ben, ben Simmons as a zero like that, then it's like it's an A plus. You basically got Sim, you got Harden, who still has a chance to still be in his prime, run run some stuff up. But then, I don't know. Part of me, part of me, I just want to give him like a B plus, just because I have to like take it a little bit down because it's still Ben Simmons. He's still what 24, 25. Um, and you're still getting a guy who can like run point at six eleven. Like, so I don't know. I, I honestly, I like it for both sides. I think both teams probably got better, honestly, especially like I'm really, really interested to see how Maxi plays now because Matt, so I, I got this cool stat for you. So Maxi only gets to catch and shoot. Uh, he, he only gets catch and shoot options 13.7% of his time. Okay. On that 13.7%, he's shooting over 40%, which is like insane. So like, even if Harden can like increase that number to hit, of his shots to like, 20% like I mean dude that's another like six points right there per game yeah so I mean it you're adding like I've been saying an MVP caliber player to your team for basically nothing from what you were getting on the court I mean Seth Curry could go off for 25 points in a game James Harden's gonna average 25 points in a game mm-hmm. I mean you're just adding another factor like people are gonna guard Harden People weren't guarding Simmons. I mean, yeah. you're losing so much space with Simmons on the court. Also such a good like attacker and pick and roll tour. Like you're going to have to step up. You're also going to have to be able to backpedal really fast and not just like, oh, Simmons is running a pick and roll with Joel Embiid. All right, let's just drop. You cannot just drop coverage this. Like like this is going to open up a ton of stuff for Embiid to where like maybe for once he can actually take a pick and roll and actually roll all the way to the rim without being hit. Like yeah, I- there's a decent chance of it. But let's move on from the biggest trade to what I think everybody agrees with is the most surprising trade out of everything. Kristaps Porzingis getting moved to the Washington Wizards for Spencer Dinwiddie and Davis Bertans. So weird. So Mavericks are getting off of a bigger contract, splitting it up into two contracts, which is always easier to move. Um, Getting two guys that are in a down year, but I mean, Davis Bertans career almost 40 percent three-point shooter having a down year but i mean you get to just catch and shoot with luca mm-hmm. hey maybe he gets back up to yeah higher than 40 percent. i mean yeah. all he does in life is shoot threes yeah. and then spencer dinwiddie comes in gives you 
an insurance policy for if Jalen Brunson does end up leaving, he's going to be an unrestricted free agent, but also can come off the bench. And if he goes back to his Nets days, I mean, you get a, I mean, people were talking about him. I mean, people were talking about him making an all-star game when he was playing with the Nets and he was playing really good. So you get somebody and he can come in and play pretty good. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can give Luca off ball moments and Mm -hmm. not make him lose all his energy, which we'll talk about that later. Mm -hmm. Um, But I mean, I think it's good additions if they play up instead of how they were playing with Washington. But then on Washington's side, I mean, if Kristaps plays, he's really good. Yeah. But if not, that's a horrible contract. And there were rumors that Beal and Dinwiddie did not get along. So just getting that out, like getting them separated, Mm -hmm. you're making your star player happy. You potentially find him a second. Mm. uh, uh, I mean, he'll fill fill the spot for now. Yeah. I mean, if you trade Beal, you building around Kristaps? I don't know. But yeah, I get. No, you build around Kuzma. That was a joke. That was a joke. (laughs) Um, I think you can't really say either team won this trade. I think it's just bad salary mm. swapping sides. Mm. So, I mean, you give each team C plus. I think that's what you give it. Maybe a little lower for the Wizards. I don't know. It's like when he plays, he's really good. But when he doesn't, it's really bad. Yeah. In my opinion, they were just trading for consistency. Dinwiddie, as long as he's healthy, he's going to be better than Kristaps, in my opinion. Kristaps, you're just going to get most likely 30% less games. That's basically the bet that it was It was in my head. So, honestly, kind of a wipe. I'll give a, I'll give the slight edge to – honestly, I'll give the slight edge to, to the Wizards just for the fact that, like, the upside of Kristaps because they have to take swings like this. So, I'm okay with it. Um, so, I'm just going to – I'm going to give what? You said what? A C? Yeah. I'm going to give the Wizards a C, and I'm going to give – actually, I'm going to give them a C plus, and I'm going to give the Mavs a C. Because I don't, I mean, Dimwitty's not long term, in my opinion. He's just no. there. So I'm not too interested in this trade. Uh, the Wizards also traded Montrez Harrell out to the Hornets and got in Vernon Carey and Ish Smith. Um, Ish Smith, he has played for, or right now he's tied for having played for the most teams. I was just in thinking NBA that. History. I was like, wait, how many? Yeah. Uh, I don't have the exact number. I think it's 12. I was say it feels like. Yeah, I was going to say like 14 off the top of my head. Yeah. That kind of feels like a lot. He uh, is also, I think he's tied for getting traded the most times in his career as well. Um, But yeah, Montrezl Harrell goes to the Hornets. So pretty good addition. I mean, the Hornets needed defensive-minded center, and they didn't really bring that in. But the Hornets are going to try to outscore you 150 to 145. Um. But Ish Smith going into Washington, not really changing much. I think it was just getting younger player in Vernon Carey, maybe. Twelve. But yeah. Twelve teams. Yeah. I said that. Yeah. Nice. Um, but yeah, so not really a crazy trade. Um I'm interested to see it for uh Miles Bridges' development. That's something I really care about in this trade. I don't know if, if it's really going to mean anything for the playoffs. I know they kind of want to make that move to the playoffs. Trez, does, in my opinion, doesn't show up in the playoffs. He shows up in the regular season. 
when he just randomly just goes nuts on defense to guard your best player um, or I guess your best big. Um, I'm kind of iffy on it. I'm hoping that he can like make some strides with Miles Bridges though. I'm hoping he can kind of be like, hey, you're five times the athlete that I am. Oh, wait, maybe I can teach you a little extra on defense and you can be a great player. So yeah. I'm looking forward for that. Uh, nothing crazy. I mean, B for the Hornets, C-ish for Wizards. I mean, Wizards didn't really get anything out of it. Besides, yeah, they got what, Ishmith and what? Uh, Vernon Carey. Who I mean, I guess really another play. young player. Yeah. I, don't, I mean, that, that one's a white for me. They can both get Cs. Um, I'll say C, C plus C again. I'll get the edge to Hornets. One team that I really loved, like what all they did around the deadline. Like I really talked myself into how they did everything. The Sacramento Kings, obviously they made that Sabonis lamb and holiday trade to, uh, from Indiana for, um, Halliburton healed and Tristan Thompson, but they also brought in Dante DiVincenzo from your Milwaukee bucks, uh, Trey Lyles and Josh Jackson in a four team trade where the bucks got Serge Ibaka, two second rounders, and the Clippers yes, received picks. Rodney Hood, Simi Ojale, and the Pistons picked up Marvin Bagley. I love it for the Pistons. Yeah. The Pistons get an A. They get a legitimate. I mean, get B plus. No, I mean, I'm giving them an A. I, gave them, I already gave them an A. Um, the Bucks gave up basically Dante for Serge Ibaka. I'm okay with it. Um, I still think Dante has a little more like in his tank. I'm worried about the whole injury thing. I mean, he's missed the last three playoff runs because he missed a playoff run with Bledsoe I'm pretty sure so I think that's three I think every year he's played he's missed the playoffs um so injury wise I'm okay with him leaving I think he is going to kind of do a little bit uh in the future but nothing crazy just someone to keep an eye on um it will spark plug up the bench uh I love adding Ibaka um I just need like 10 minutes with him Possibly maybe run some laps with Portis and Giannis, kind of just have everyone switchable. I also kind of like his fit when we can run like four or five minutes when Brooke comes back, kind of give him like a beefier guy to play with so that maybe like maybe we put Brooke at four and let Abaka run five to guard the center, kind of give Brooke like less like area he has to cover. Um, maybe be a help defender more often. Uh, I don't know. I have, I have something to say about the Pacers previous trade whenever you finish that. About the Halliburton one? Yes, a little bit. Okay, hit it. Um, I So I made this one of my like hot takes. So, uh, you know, I'm making like little red marks on like anyone. And actually, three of my hot takes are – actually, I'm on the Cleveland, sorry. Uh, so, on the Pacers. My hot take is that what if the Pacers think the difference between Sabonis and Turner isn't as big as most people think? I mean, they could probably see it. I also think, like, when you heard you could get Tyrese yeah. Halliburton in that trade, you're like, yeah. okay, that's I, fine. I, I think I agree. That. I think that's the main reason. But on a on a side note of it, like, I'm I'm curious to see if like they think that like this that Miles Turner is just good enough. You know what I mean? Like, and it's similar to how like with you, where I'm like, like I would love to see Thunder draft a center, but also like, eighty five percent of centers are just as good as someone like Miles Turner. You know what I mean? We're like, maybe that they're just like, honestly, I think he's just good enough. And we can, we might as well trade this big asset. Like you're saying for a star or soon to be star like in Halberd. So. I think, I think a lot of it comes down to how a lot of teams think is where you say, okay, my player 
you value him so much compared to any other team. Like when it goes to the Thunder, like the Thunder are going to say, I want a first rounder for Kenrich Williams. Other teams might not view that high. And maybe that's why he didn't get traded. But I mean, you look at the Pacers. Okay. I can either trade Miles Turner for a protected first round pick, or I can trade Sabonis, get Tyrese Halliburton, and then keep Miles Turner. Maybe, uh, Halliburton helps bring up Turner's value and then you move him later on. But you look at the value between the two from another team, the value is going to be a lot higher for Sabonis bringing stuff in than it is for Miles Turner compared to like, okay, we think Miles Turner maybe is as good as Sabonis, but other teams don't view him like that. So we'll keep him. Maybe we can uh, rehabilitate his trade value a little bit. Maybe not. We just keep them. Yeah. I, I think Miles Turner is a lot like easier. I get, I, I'm, I feel like easier is kind of like a very quantitative term to use to him. But like, I feel like it's pretty hard to say that he's like easier to build around, but he kind of is. He's just a good defender. You can play drop and pick, drop, pick and roll coverage. He can step up every once in a while. His three point shooting is good enough, in my yeah. opinion. He's one of the tall. best blockers yeah, in the one, league. One of the best rim protectors. Like, I, it's, it's one of the things where it's like, Maybe he's just good enough, and we just don't need both. And like you said, like you can just get way more first bonus. Um, which trade do you want to go to next? What we got? Um, I just wanted to touch on the Kings for a little bit because I didn't really say much about that trade. Um, where they got Dante, Trey Lyles, and Josh Jackson. I mean, all three of those are either a plus defender or a lanky athlete that sometimes can shoot. I mean, Trey Lyles has been hitting uh over 37 percent of his threes so far this season and he's a bigger guy that you can play with sabonis i'm thinking okay you have obviously fox and sabonis those are your building blocks you have harrison barnes in there who i think he's a great fit with them but then you throw in two more three and d lanky guys mm-hmm. i mean you got justin holiday mm-hmm. you add in dante who i mean You've watched him for years. You think he's a good defender. Mm-hmm. He can do stuff on the offensive end. Um, he does do stuff. Yeah. That, he does a, do things. Yeah. He, he may not be great. You but. can't count them, but he does do a lot of stuff. And honestly, going off that, there was a little article posted by the Bucks, uh, like I forget which you know media producer it was, but it was about Dante. And they were like, everyone's saying goodbye to Dante. And like all of them were like, he just did so many things he did a lot of it yeah um so you get dante you get trey lyles and then josh jackson who pretty good player i mean nothing compared to what he was drafted to be but i mean i like it i think you're adding the right kind of talent around your stars and that's something to build with either this year try to sneak into that play-in spot or for next year, you keep building and building, and it's like, okay, maybe we can get a six seed. Maybe we can build something here. So I really like what they did there. Um, just touch on like two more trades. We'll hit on the uh, Raptors Spurs trade, and then uh, keep staying with the Spurs and talk about their trade with the Celtics. Um, so Spurs from these two trades, they brought in Romeo Langford, who was recently the 14th pick for the Boston Celtics. Uh, Josh Richardson, and then two first-rounders and Goran Dragic. So what they sent out was the Celtics received Derek White and a second-rounder, and then 
The Raptors received Thaddeus Young, Drew Eubanks, who they waived, and then a second rounder, which is the Pistons second rounder. So basically the Spurs moved up 10 to 15 spots in the draft for trading away Thaddeus Young and bringing in Drogic, who they did end up waiving. Um, but get to try out Romeo Langford, who I think I, I, I mean, he was projected top 10 early in the season, went to Indiana. And so they're bringing him in, give him a little tryout and they got two first rounders and then a pick swap in 2028 from the Celtics. So that could be extremely valuable later on. 2028. So like Tatum could be off the team. Brown could be off the team. You have no idea what that pick could be. And you got a pick swap. Um, But I really do like it for the Celtics because Derek White, who, again, I'll talk about later. He's already balling. Yeah, he is playing amazing. He brings something to that Celtics team that they are, like, building into. A defensive, like, oriented group where they can all handle and just do everything on the court. Mm. Definitely a big upgrade from Schurter. I know, like... He's, his defense is decent, in my opinion. I don't think his defense is like anything crazy. Not to say I wouldn't want him on my team. But I think his defense is just okay. I actually um, saw something because people were saying that exact thing. They're like, "Oh, his defense isn't like that good." Mm-hmm. But in like his whatever metric, I don't have him pulled up or anything. But he's like ninetieth percentile in like every defensive ranking hmm. for point guards. Hmm. Yeah. So visually, I don't see it. Yeah. Visually, but statistically, he has everything. And to make sure everybody knows, the super defensive player that I was talking about was Derek White. I think Zach was confused because, or I was confused. Uh, I thought he was talking about Derek White. He was talking about Schroeder. That's why when Sean was telling me about how well he was ranking defensively, I was like, there's no way Schroeder is that high. But he's talking about Derek White. Yeah, I'm actually super hyped about Derek White going there. Um, I think he fits in that defensive scheme pretty well. He already kind of has like that Spursy style. I'm actually really surprised the Spurs let go of him. I I feel like they're not usually willing to move a guy like him. Um, so, yeah, pretty excited to see him on the Celtics. I think he's actually going to add a lot. Him, Smart, Tatum, Brown, fill in what center you want at this point. I feel like Horford has been not that great recently. Tice probably most of the time is going to be it now. Um, Daniel The is. The is. The is. Um, yeah, I'm excited for them. What else? We have what one or two more trades? Uh, I mean, we can hop off the okay. trade wagon. Um, but it was a lot of fun. We uh, had obviously a huge trade, and then some surprise trades, and all that in there. Um, some teams got better, some teams got worse. Lakers and Knicks didn't do anything at all, which was very surprising to everybody. Um, but we're gonna hit All Star Weekend coming up this weekend. We have some things we would want to see in the All Star Weekend. So, um. The reason we thought about this was because we were talking about how the um, skills challenge, how we wanted it to be in like teams once that. Uh, which it ended up being teams. Yeah, which Giannis like <laughs> and his brothers wanted to be on a team. They thought it would be cool. And then I was like, what if they did like draft classes mm-hmm. against each other? Mm-hmm. And then I was like, or you could do like siblings or relatives mm-hmm. and have like the Giannis brothers or I mean the Antetokounmpo brothers. You'd have like. Uh, Robin and Brooke Lopez. I wanted to see like holidays. unicorns and then the yeah. tiny boys. Like what if they got like Van Vliet and like everyone else under the, uh, like under like 
the like threshold of hype that you're like, eh, you probably shouldn't be in the NBA. Like Kimba, Lowry, um, you know, Tyler Eulis, bring okay. him back. Kyle Lowry has to be in that. Um, and then they ended up doing it where it was like, yeah, kind of. Uh, the Kumpo brothers, you have the Cavs, which that's kind of weird. You just keep <laughs> Garland, Jared Allen, and Evan Mobley. You get to be on this team. I guess because they're home. They're yeah. hosting All Star Weekend. It kind of makes sense. I wish they did do draft class. I think that'd be cool because you can kind of keep up with it. Yeah. Over and then, time. Um, and then the rookies, where it's Cade Cunningham, Josh Giddy, and Scotty. Uh, Scotty Barnes. That team is fire. I almost said Scotty like, Pippen. I honestly, I like, like all the teams. Um, yeah, yeah, that one's going to be fun. Like, the, the reason I was thinking, like, okay, having teams, like having like draft classes, like stuff like that, is you get to show people, like, this is why you should watch the young guys. Like, these young guys are really freaking yeah. good. And so, like, that's why I wanted it. And I mean, they're basically doing that. Um, they have four rookies in the competition, and then two guys Garland. that are, um, like Garland and Jared Allen, who are on a super up and coming team. Also, the home team, which I didn't even think about, which mm-hmm. that does really make sense. Yeah. But, um, so that's how we thought of this idea for what we wanted to do. So, Zach, you said you have three, I have one. So, I'll let you do one or two first, and then I'll go, and then you do your last one. Okay, bet. So, this is an idea from, uh, from Becca. She said, hide and seek. <laughs> okay, but get this. I'm talking like, I'm talking like, like millionaire YouTuber vlogger style. Everyone has a camera. Yeah. Okay. And okay. So this is how I had this. I had like a little bit of rules set up. Okay. So I was like, captains voted on separately from all stars. Okay. So ha- the captains have to be an all star basically. Um, you do a fan vote again. Okay. But then each team has to have two non all stars on it. So the winners, whoever picked is captains, they do little like schoolyard draft style of the all-stars, but they can pick people from like, you know, let's say like, like uh, Thanasis is there. Like he can, Giannis can pick him. Or like, for example, like if you wanted, if like Booker won it as like, or Chris Paul won it or whatever, then like they can pick Aiden or something. You know what I mean? I'd bring in the smallest freaking dude. Right. Well, they, they just <laughs> have to be there though. So if you, if you thought you were going to become, if you already knew you were going to be the, the captain, you just kind of make sure they're there already. Yeah. But it's still like You'd a probably shocker. pick somebody from your team. Yeah. It's kind of like a shocker thing. Um, or like a college team. Or yeah. Something, yeah. Something Someone, you be... know, that like, he's probably also going to be there or you just yeah. tell them to come because of it. Um, I had, I said teams of 10. You could probably have less than that. I think you can probably do like six. Um, but my thing is it it's going to be in the stadium that is hosting. True. Okay. Hmm. So you basically have like, so the seeking team picks three people to be seekers. Okay. 10 hide. Okay. But that would, that would be hard because like, then you can't have fans there. Well, you would have like specific like guidelines for it. No, or, I, well, well, the fans don't matter to me. The thing is like you want them. The, that's the whole point of like the vlogging part. Like the reason you watch like a vlog hide and, hide and seek is not because you're there. It's because it's entertaining and like the personalities. Yeah, the I guess you'd have matter. to do it like before. Yeah, you would do it before. Weekend. You would do it before. Yeah, but okay. you you still have like the whole like live aspect of it. All right. Um. Okay, so they take turns back and forth points wise. Each time you you have to pick three new people to be seekers. Three rounds, or I'm sorry, best of seven, whatever. Um, leading boat getter gets to decide if they want to hide or seek first. So you kind of get an advantage right there. So that'd be kind of interesting. I, I just want to do something that like builds into like the personality of these players. Like someone like Darius Garland, I feel like people are just like, oh yeah, he's pretty good young guy. And like, you have never seen this dude talk. Mm-hmm. Like, and I feel like that's kind of something that like is like very like underrated. But, like there's a lot of times where like 
mo- a lot of like fans don't even know what their favorite, like some of their favorite players even like sound like, mm-hmm. which is like kind of weird if you think about it. I want Matisse Thibel running it. You remember when he had yeah. like the vlogs in the mm-hmm. bubble? Yeah, like yeah. So- someone like that, like who like or like imagine like Embiid M- like running away from someone trying to hide. Like that kind of personality would be so like nice to like see like like very close to them. Like there's gonna be times where like everyone's just like chilling and they just get, you just get to like talk to them like vlogging, which I think is kind of nice. Um, I think that would happen one time, and then every single GM would be like, "You're not allowed to do yeah, that because gonna you're running. gonna get injured. You're gonna like." hide somewhere up yeah. and it's going to fall because yeah. you weigh 250 pounds and you're going to be injured. Yeah. So, you know, it's going to be like a one-time thing and it's over. And see, like one thing that I was kind of thinking of was, um, what if they did it almost like, a? so you, you basically do like walkie talkie with an Apple watch, right? Okay. So like you can kind of talk in there's, but like somehow you still have video, but I think it would be nice to where like you can have fans almost have it where like, it's like a live stream. Okay, so like fans can be like, uh, reveal Embiid by making like this sound go off near him or something like that. Like kind of like a Hunger Games t- style kind of thing mm-hmm. where like the fans are still part of it. You're watching the live stream. So you're not there. You obviously, they don't want fans near them and everything. Yeah. But like you're still like in it. I think it could be kind of cool. Yeah. Um, the next thing I had was uh, was Hole in the Wall. Okay. I just, I just think it'd be hilarious trying to have like these like big ass dudes trying to do like like, oh, yeah, like, try and fit in this, like, circle that's, like, four feet off the ground. And, like, uh, you know what okay. I mean? Like, like when I say a hole, I mean, like, the little... Um, yeah, I, I had I no guess, idea I what you were talking like, about. I guess I explained, like, you, you stand like, a pad. There's a thing. There's water behind you. You have to stand in a certain zone. And this wall of foam, basically, moves towards you. You have to fit into this, like, spot to go through it. And there's different shapes, different, like, you know, uh, stances you have to get into to get through it. Um, I just think it'd be kind of cool because, like, some of these players are, like, really athletic. Like, I imagine, like, Jaw trying to fit through a hole that's, like, four feet in the air. Yeah. Like, he could probably easily do it, but also it'd be kind of cool to see him do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just thinking, like, three teams of three. So, 3v3v3. Three, three, three. Um, I would just say typical rules. I don't know all the whole and all rules. Um, but then I was thinking maybe, like, the last round, they do something fun where it's, like, okay, you have to, like, impersonate shots. Like, iconic, like, NBA shots. Kind of how they're doing with, like, three-point contest. Um, I don't know, maybe like one or maybe like a celebration where like you have to like, you have to do like uh Michael Jordan's like jump fist pump to like exactly hit it like midair. Like that'd be kind of cool to see like a player do. Um, I don't know. Something interesting. Again, I think that would happen one time and then yeah. the GMs would be like, yeah. you could get injured very badly from that. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I feel like they could kind of say that about anything with all-star. So yeah, that's true. Um, so I went with having a talent show. Okay. So obviously there's players in the NBA that have like weird talents like Brooke Lopez. He can draw like extremely yeah, well. For no reason. Um, Jeremy Evans in the dunk contest that he was in, he painted a picture of him dunking and then dunked over that picture. So, I mean, just random. I mean, a lot of these players are like soccer fanatics, so they can dribble the ball like crazy. Um, Oladipo really amazing singer Mm. um Hmm. and then like some of these people could have like super weird talents like karan butler he had a talent or i don't i don't know if this is a talent or not but like some whatever you want to call it but he could tell you he put a straw in his mouth he could tell you where it's from that's kind of weird it's weird like i don't know if you consider that a talent but how he chewed on straws all the time. Like when he was in OKC, he'd be on the bench chewing on a straw. He can tell you like 
from the size, the texture. I don't know, but he could tell you exactly where that's from. Like, okay, choose on it for a second. This is from McDonald's. Oh, this is from Whataburger. Uh, the, like, so, so weird, right? What? But like, you have a talent show and some of them could if be live. Pulls some up of with them, that, that is going to be so weird. People would just be like, what am I watching? They, they said, they said. <laughs> and then somebody's just like, Oh, that's stuff. sick yeah um but yeah it's just you have a lot of these players they have like all these talents outside of basketball mm-hmm. you casual fans only know these players for being basketball players like even Schumpert just won dancing with the stars yeah jerry smith won a golf tournament like the, steph curry's in all these golf tournaments i mean gordon hayward is a gamer like super gamer fox is gamer yeah, yeah all these people have these outside talent skills like just random stuff that they love but Mm -hmm. never get to show anybody Mm -hmm. it's like i mean you go in on the 76ers practice and you see joel and b dribbling the ball with his feet all the time maybe if they did like a okay so i do like the talent show what if they also did at the end of it it just showed kind of like a a slideshow of little like videos of the players like outside of basketball so yeah. it's like it's like Paul George like holding like a big ass fish or something. Yeah. And we're like, you know what I mean? Like some that are just gonna be like hard to do in a talent show. Like I yeah. I do like that because I I'm such a big fan of the whole like dude give these players like personalities. They are not like a two K generated character. Like these are like human beings who like to do things other than basketball. Yeah. So promote that. Like Vince Carter, he was on the drum line all of high school. Like yeah. he almost didn't play basketball because he wanted to hmm. be a like drummer. Hmm. So like obviously these players. But like, this is something that WNBA could do. And um, yeah, I like that. you could just adding something in showing players lives outside of the game mm-hmm. just changes the engagement that fans have. And if you can get fans to like care about what these players do outside Dude, of the sport, 100%. you just boom, you add so many 100%. people. I think I said it like a thousand times. If, if you're not marketing the personalities of people, you're not marketing the correct thing. Okay, no one cares if you can put up 30 points per game. I'm sorry, like we do. We do like to win. But like, you don't like, you don't like, I don't even know. You don't like Steven Adams because he's the best player. You like Steven Adams because you like his personality. You like that he's a good guy. You like that he also plays for your team. Yeah. And that you know a lot about him. That is like the real reason why you like him. You know what I mean? It's not because he's like, oh yeah, best screen setter ever. You know what I mean? You like him because of like, you know, like him off the court. You like his accent. Yeah. Like how he like interacts with other players, like in the more fans that learn about this stuff that like is not just like, oh yeah yeah I tuned into a game uh, two weeks ago like you at you like promoting stuff that isn't just like stats based yeah we love stats of course but like I also would like to know that like Giannis bought his uh, his son little like custom shoes that have like little like cartoon characters on them yeah you know what I mean that's kind of cool like why do people love Steph Curry because what he does on the court. Is a you can do. Yeah, and he's also a personality. Yeah, like kids can shoot three-pointers. Kids can't go and dunk. Yeah. Like if you can like I don't, promote I don't know things that are doable it. by normal human beings. Like they, Paul George fishing. Yes. Fishing dudes will be like, okay, Paul George is my I kinda, favorite player. I like like I'll tune into yes. Clippers games. Yes. So you add that in, give people like I, what what am like, I dude, trying, the, what is the word I'm trying to think of? It's like 
you're building like a relationship with yeah, players basically. other than just like the sport they play. They're like, yes, they are, pro- they are professional, but like, it's kind of like with the Olympics, the Olympics do a very good job of like promoting like backstories of people. And you are very eager to root for them once you hear about that. But the NBA, like, I feel like they kind of do like they, you know, like you during, know, like, during the draft, they do it. Yes. And then like, yes. maybe if the player's having like a crazy year yeah, and they're like, oh yeah, back at uh Murray stage, John Morant was like, did this for like, he was in his dorm. Like they do good. Like, but it still kind of relates to basketball. Like, I feel like you need to like, like almost have like, like, I think we've talked about this so many times. I'm, we probably said it on the podcast too, like, please, for the love of God, give me a, a hard knocks for the NBA. Don't they have that? No. What do you mean? Hard Knocks? Hard Knocks is literally like a completely like behind the scenes. Like you literally like you. there's a camera crew at like every practice and like pregame, postgame, everything for like entire teams. And like you get like the like exclusive, exclusive access. Like you hear like complete conversations. Like for example, I think this year they had like at some point they did the Cowboys uh, for the NFL. And it was cool because they were having like Amari Cooper, like, like shadowing uh, or like mentoring CeeDee Lamb. And it's just like cool. Cause it's like, Oh yeah. A lot of Cowboys fans like Amari Cooper. CeeDee Lamb's like the young buck. And it's like, Oh wait, like they're actually like really close. It just like, we wanted them to be, you know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah. Just giving like a relatable, giving play or fans something to relate to the player outside of basketball is going to bring in so many more fans. Yeah. I'd so. like, I'd like almost like a reality TV aspect to a sport that people already like, like give me the realness of like, like God dang, I bet Luca is like sweating and mad as hell when he comes off the court after playing like 40 minutes, knows he's out of shape and is just like, just put up 40 points for nothing. And they lost. I would like to see that. Yeah. You know, I don't know. So you want to do awards or you want to have go? one more? Oh, I do. I'm yeah. sorry. Okay. Uh, I was just king of the court. Mm. Kind of a simple one. Uh, you mentioned they kind of had it before. I want the, uh, I don't know if they said they had it before. Cause I actually didn't even know they did it before. Um, but I want three dribble, uh, cycle through players, player winner stays on. You stay on until you lose, or I guess until you miss a shot or, you know, get clamped up to where you can't move. Um, first 21 plays one and one and ones and twos. Nothing crazy. Uh, still kind of basketball related, but I kind of want to throw it in because I would still like to see a lot of these players go against each other in that. But again, yeah, I, kinda, I just like the one-on-one aspect of it. I kind of like the fact that like you're gonna you're gonna have to see people's reactions on stuff. You can't just be like cold faced in one-on-one. I'm sorry, it's just not possible. So yeah. Um. So let's hop into our awards of the week. Um. We always start with MVP. So I'm gonna start with DeRozan. Why I picked DeRozan? He has had like stupidly ridiculous week. Um, I think he said a, a little record. over a week too. I think he said a record for the most thirty-point games in a row with fifty. Okay, sorry. Yeah, um, thirty-five plus point games on fifty percent shooting yeah, yeah, or better in six straight games. He's yeah. tied with Wilt Chamberlain. Yeah. So if he gets another one, then he has the record. Um, and like that's kind of cherry picking, but it's also like that's kind of like a big stat. Yeah, that's just, that's, that's what I was trying to stumble through. Yeah, that's uh something MJ never did. Uh, MJ and DeRozan are the only players in Bulls history to have six straight thirty-five plus point games. I mean, you know, like MJ obviously, and then DeRozan is having that kind of season. Like people were saying, we probably were saying, I was definitely saying that DeRozan. 
was the worst signing of the offseason. Well, I, I don't know if I'm saying worst, but I was not hyped. Yeah. I was so, not hyped. And we, this were dude hyped is the, we were hyped about the Vooch trade. Yeah. But DeRozan, we were like, eh. Yeah. But like national media said, yeah. DeRozan is the worst signing of the offseason. Mm. And this dude, probably top five in MVP still. He's balling. Um, yeah. So he is the player that I've had the most out of anyone on MVP. Really? Uh, I was like just MVP about to ask because I was curious because I know you've picked him a few times. I, I know, I've had him at him week five, week 11, and then now week 16. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. I, was, I was just about to ask because I was like, ah. I have, I've had him zero. Honestly. Really? Yes. Okay. Um, I got Luca. He averaged 43 points per game this week. What do you want me to do? Um, like it wasn't even close for me. Uh, DeRozan is going nuts. His, his, I understand yours. Cause it's like a six game, eight game run. So I, I'll give you that. Um, I got Luca over four games. He averaged 43, 10 rebounds, eight assists, just insane average. Um, and I'm also a little interested about the whole Dinwiddie thing. I wonder what he's going to do for Luca. So, uh, Joel and B was pie leader again. Um, so he's, I'm assuming that's not going to happen. Much anymore. It probably will still happen in a time or two, but I don't think it'll happen as much as it has lately. Correct. Yeah, he had a, a with streak. the Harden addition. Yeah, obviously. he had a streak of like two in a row, and then before that, he had another two in a row. Um, yeah, I I think Harden is actually the biggest biggest chance, biggest reason Embiid will lose MVP. Because I don't. I did you see what me and Jameer talked about it on Twitter? Uh. Not not exactly, but uh, I I basically just said like I think Embiid's chances of winning MVP just decrease because of it because I don't think them increasing their standings is going to matter. I don't think that's going to win Embiid MVP, and his averages are going to have to decrease at least somewhat with Harden coming in. You know what I mean? Just maybe, maybe whether it be like two assists per game or whether it be like five points, four points. You know what I mean? If even just just this little bit off the edges. Um, I don't know if increasing their standings position matters enough to me for it to like make up for his stat decrease. So I think it minorly decreases his MVP chance, but uh, let's do reserve uh, reserve. So I have two. I have Did they start and, any games. No, they didn't. Um, they both or they played against each other on Sunday. Um, Bogdan Bogdanovich. He had two 25 or 24 plus games. Um, okay. 24 and then 26. Um, and then I have Derek white newest addition to the Celtics. Um, I uh, kind of cherry picking because, uh, he just didn't start for the Celtics and that's basically all I'm claiming him for. Um, he's just helping change the Celtics. I mean, he fits in so well played, uh, extremely well for them over the past two games. And so I just, I had to pick two. True. Yeah. Derek white's hard to pass up on. I, I think he started one of them. I could be he probably started with the Spurs, but yeah, he didn't start with Boston. He did start. I think it was also kind of like just like a respect thing because he just left them. Yeah. Um, I went Jose Alvarado or Al, yeah, Alvarado. Yeah. Silverado. <laughs> Jose Silverado. Somebody called him Alvarez and they were like, oh, it's Alvarado. Don't ever. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he's played so good. Yeah. I'm picking him honestly just for the fact that like, uh, his shooting has been nice. I think he had a 17 and an 18 point game, or maybe been 17 and 15. Um, not really for scoring. I'm more just interested to see how how he plays now that he's like locked into a bench position. Now he can't just kind of sneak into starting a few games here and there. Um, but yeah, 
if Zion comes back, I'm really interested in the Pelicans. Yeah. I'm I'm really really interested to see how good they are. I agree. Um, uh, rookie, had to go with Josh Giddy. I got Giddy as well. I my I'll let you talk. I said um, my reason for rookie, um, Sean. Talk your shit to these people. Um, so Josh Giddy set his career high, twenty eight points, and he had a triple double, eleven rebounds. 12 assists. He did have seven turnovers, but when you're handling the ball as much as he has been since Shea went out, he, I mean, I, I don't blame him. It's, it's okay. You're a rookie. You're going to have growing pains. He also had back-to-back triple doubles. He had one on Saturday against the Chicago Bulls, 11 points, 12 rebounds, 10 assists, nothing crazy, but again, triple double. Um, he's led the thunder to a four and five record without Shea. I mean, when Shea went down, every Thunder fan, probably every NBA fan, said, okay, the Thunder are going to go 0-10 during this streak. Mm-hmm. And they're having their best streak winning last 10, how ESPN always does it. They're having their best last 10 games of the entire season. And Shea's been out the entire time. Lou Dort has missed two games, got a fractured nose. And he so he played, then sat out against the Knicks. Um, Josh Giddy. Just a freaking animal, dude. I, 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 I just can't. Like, he is probably the best inbound passer in the league. Which, I mean, that's weird to say, but if he's passing the ball in on his side of the court, you can basically chalk up two points. It, it's ridiculous. Uh, I love the kid, and if the Thunder can get a player of his caliber at the sixth pick, if they get a higher pick. <laughs> Just give the championship to the Thunder. I'm sorry. A little crazy, but, I mean, he has played so well. And, I mean, he's finally getting media respect. Agreed. Like, big media. And makes me happy. Yeah, my biggest thing. I said it last week. um, This is Giddy's time to shine. If he wants to win Rookie of the Year, he's stepping up. Back to back triple doubles. What is that, three now? Yeah, he's, this at, season? he's first, second, and third youngest yeah. triple doubles of all time. Um, Which, I mean, if he just gets another one, he'll just add again to that list. So yeah, he has. Doesn't. He has until, I think it's later, like two weeks. It's like, it's while we're on the trip to Chattanooga. Okay. Um, I don't know. Uh, to me, it doesn't really matter if he gets another one. It, it matters at triple double wise. It doesn't matter that he's first, second, third, fourth. Yeah. But again, uh, you know, the triple doubles matter. Um, yeah, I'm hyped. Mo- uh, Mobley has kind of been losing a little momentum for me. I have not picked Mobley for uh, Rookie of the Week in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight weeks. Just going to throw that out there. And he also has not been pie leader for longer than that. Ten weeks. So just going to throw it out there. His defense is still looking insane. I had a cool stat for him that I wanted to kind of keep him there because I didn't want to completely tear him down. Um, So get this. Uh, Mobley is defending eight shot attempts per game, which is already within six feet, mm-hmm. eight shot attempts within six feet, which is already top notch. Like there's very few players who are even get, hitting that mark right now. We're talking like Gobert, Jared Allen, who's also on his team. Um, uh, Embiid, Jokic, and Giannis is, are, are these people, I think Andy Davis is right below that mark. Um, w- of that, he has the biggest decrease in shot percentage, 14%. That does not surprise me. That is insane. So we're talking about someone who like could he could he could not win rookie of the year and still have a chance of making an all defensive team. Like no joke. Um, 
So if he if he continues that making up, making an all defensive team in your rookie year is stupid. Yeah. And I think there's two rookies that could do that. Yeah. I think Herb Jones and uh Evan Mobley have the chance to. Herb Jones is a little might be a little just for the fact that, you know, record wise, but um yeah. Every time every time they play, I pick his over on stocks like betting wise because basically every time he hits it. I mean, he they've had it move that lineup. They've had it at like one and a half and then they, sometimes they've been at two and a half, but he's getting like four a game, like every game, basically. Um, I love him. Also, Evan Mobley, it just makes me so happy that like teams are seeing, okay, we could win with two bigs. Yeah. Like it's going back to 80s type thing where, mm-hmm. you know, obviously Ralph Sampson and Hakeem Olajuwon played together and then Tim Duncan, uh, David Robinson. And then now you're seeing... Okay, like the Thunder tried to do it a couple years ago with Cantor and Steven Adams, and then Small Ball eventually overcame it. But um, like you're not seeing two bigs paired with each other. I mean, you saw with the Raptors too. You saw Pascal and Marcus all put together. Yeah, with Serge Ibaka coming off the bench. And I still, and Kawhi, I like... still do think that like Pascal is not your quintessential big. Mm-hmm. It'd be like I'm thinking more so like if you put like Bam and Cat together yes. or stuff like that, mm-hmm. and so, like, seeing them being able to succeed in that, maybe we start getting that more coming up. Agreed. Stat line? Uh, so, I went with Luca. Luca 51. Yeah, he had 51 points. 28 in the first quarter. Insane. He won that game by himself. Yeah. Uh, this was also... Uh, wait, where'd he go? Not, not to mention, the next, two days later, he put up 45 on the same team. So... Anytime Luka plays the Clippers, just take the over on points. Please. <laughs> uh, agreed. Game. Uh, so I went with Sacramento versus the Timberwolves. Um, this was um, DeMontis Sabonis' first game with the Kings. He had 22-14-5. and five. I mean, talk about a plug-and-play on a trade. I mean, you add him in. He had 22. Harrison Barnes had 30. Fox had 27. And then you look at the Timberwolves' side. Uh, D'Lo had 29 and 10 assists. Cat had 21, 7 and 8. Anthony Edwards had 26. I mean, that's six players scoring over 20 points in a game. And then Davion Mitchell had 18 in that game. It was 132, 119. Super close game until the end of the game where the Kings just did not stop scoring and they were able to stop the Timberwolves a couple times and came away with a 13-point win. Um, usually I pick overtime games and the Thunder played in one of those this past week. But I was like, I already picked the Thunder for a lot of stuff. Uh, so, you know. What the heck? My game, I got the Warriors beating the Lakers. No biggie. Uh, Kaminga was attacking KD or AD at, in the first quarter. Uh, seem, seems pretty comfortable getting the ball now. Um, Lakers defense uh, just feels a little step behind, honestly, on a lot of times. Clay got hot in the second half. And um, Wiggins hit a three in LeBron's face with two minutes left to take the lead. And then LeBron choked three free throws in a row. Well, I guess he, he, he missed the first the one, one, made the second one and then yeah. intentionally missed that last yeah. one, which if he would have made that little flick up at the end, uh, that was crazy. That was we so close. We would have never heard the end of that. Yeah. Um, one thing I did think was kind of cool is uh, at one point, I think this was like six minutes left in the fourth. Steve Kerr ran a lineup of pool, Curry, Wiggins, Thompson, and Porter. So, Otto Porter at center, and your second biggest guy is probably 
probably Wiggins, maybe Clay. It was Wiggins based on who they guarded. Um, but just for reference, this lineup has played just a slight four minutes together. But in that four minutes, they have a 233 offensive rating. 233. Insane. Insane. I've never seen that before. Um, they're, and they're, they're a plus 83 net rating. So pretty cool. I just like that little death lineup. That is insanely fast. Um, going into team. Who you got, Sean? Uh, I have Boston. Bam, same. Um, they're on eight-game win streak and just added a Big player. Losing that... streak. Huh? Boston? Oh, oh, TC, sorry, sorry. I read yeah. mine wrong. Um, Boston, eight-game win streak. They just added a player that we both really like as an addition to that team. Um, all their play, like Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, uh, Marcus Smart, they've all been playing really well lately. And then adding in another perimeter guy that just fits into your team seamlessly is like awesome. It's amazing. Easy. Um, they're climbing the standings too. They're in sixth now. Four um, and a half out of first. Which... That, that top six is so close. Yeah. I'd even say like top eight, honestly. Yeah. I think the top eight is like seven games away from each other, or maybe it might be six. It's and a seven. Half. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then Dud. Dud I got Lakers. Five and twelve in the last seventeen, two two and seven in the last nine. Yeah, but LeBron's averaging over twenty seven points during that. Uh, didn't make a move at the deadline, and now LeBron wants to be gassed up for being the all time quote unquote scoring leader when everyone has always only cared about regular season scoring yeah, it's combined regular but, and but post-season. now they want to make it. I don't know. They were complaining that they didn't make a big deal about it, but also like. Didn't we celebrate Curry's because it was the all time, not just regular season? I don't know. I feel like we kind of need to decide on that because that's kind of getting a little gray now that we have like current players passing these milestones. Yeah. For me, it's always going to probably be regular season and then postseason by itself, but kind of gray because Curry's was really hyped up for being all time, but then everyone didn't want to gas up LeBron's. I don't know. <laughs> um. So my dud, uh, Brooklyn finally won. Uh, I will give them that. Um. So they, they don't get to be my dud this week. I went with the Pistons. Um, them, the Rockets just look horrible. Like they don't, it looks like they don't know how to play defense. Like they, they don't. don't know how to play. They're like 12. Literally like the, the Rockets kept Eric Gordon and Christian Wood. Why? Why? Literally why? Um, yeah. So the Pistons, I mean, they're just, they're getting blown out every single game. Their closest game during this losing streak was a nine point loss. They lost by 22 to the Hornets. They lost by 25 to the Grizzlies, 30 to the Mavs, 13 to the Timberwolves, 9 to the Celtics, 11 to the Timberwolves, 10 to the Pelicans. Like, what? Both those teams, just absolute trash. (laughs) And, you know, they're going to add Chet, Jabari, one of those most likely, and... NBA Do I rate. think that changes anything? I don't know. Yes. The answer is yes, Sean. <laughs> if you told me no, I would not be surprised. Um, so we're going to do our pickums this past week. Zach, you went two and four. Yes. And then I almost had it. I almost had the donut. I went five and one. My loss was our goofy stat of the week. Three pointers made. The 
so we both picked the Kings and the Wizards hit 13. The Kings hit 12. I lost it by one three-pointer. I was so mad. You just suck. It sucks. Sorry. I'm so mad. What's our total record? I don't have that one just because it's in two different notebooks and I don't have them both at the same time. Um, I think I'm positive. Oh yeah. We're both positive. Okay. We were like almost the same at one point or we were the same at one point. Um, Let's do. Okay. So for our our picks this week, we're going to do just all the all-star events and the game. Do you have anything else before we go into that? Nope. Let's hit it. Let's do skills challenge first. So we got team Cavs, Jared Allen, Darius Garland, Mobley. Then we got onto the Kumbros. Uh, Alex, Giannis, Thanasis, and then we got the Rooks, Scotty, Scotty Barnes, Cade Cunningham, Josh Giddy, Mr. Josh. Um, the Wizard of Oz, his team is winning. So uh, Rooks are going to take this one okay. because I don't think the Antetokounmpo's oh, are going to hit I their threes. Pick, I cannot pick them. I, I don't know I if Thanasis or... I, I think they're going to have Alex shoot. I think he's Alex. Like, no, Alex or, isn't in there. Yes, he is. It's yeah. the Gnosis. Kostas isn't playing in it. Yeah, he is. I'm looking at the picture on NBA.com. Alex isn't in the league. Alex on Tetacumpo, bro. I'm looking at it. Yes, he is. He's on like a G League team. That's definitely. Because I think, I think you, I think I tried to correct it too whenever I first saw it. I promise you, bro. There's no way. He is. He's on Raptors 905. I swear. I'm on NBA.com. All right, go. Keep going. Okay. Hit the, hit the next thing. I'm going I'm, with, I said rookies. I'm going with rooks as well. I just think they have more players who can hopefully shoot. Uh, I would like to see Darius Garland ball on this, but I cannot pick. I can't pick Giannis when I know he has to shoot three as well. So, uh, next game. Let's do three-point. So, in the three-point contest, we have Desmond Bain, Luke Kennard, Zach Levine, who's probably not going to be in it. Uh, so, I wonder who they're going to replace with him. Uh, then they got CJ McCollum. I hope they put Bobby Porras in there for Zach Levine. Bobby Porras wants to be in three point contest so bad right now. He really does. He put up like a whole like. Poster. Oh, I saw. Yeah. Um, CJ McCollum, Patty Mills, Carlton Towns, Fred VanVleet, Trey Young. Who you got? Um, so I'm going with Luke Kennard. I just think like he's going to catch fire and he's just going to. I th- I think he's winning. I think Luke Kennard's going to lose in the first round because I feel like he's not going to get hot, which is. You know, coming from a Duke guy, but I feel like it's one of like the little guys. Honestly, I would love to see Desmond Bain win it. I really would personally, but I'm going Trey. Okay, I think he's hitting every Mountain Dew ball. All right, so I'm um, going Trey. I thought my my top choices were between Luke Kennard and Fred VanVleet. Okay, another little guy. Um, I just think so. the little guys are gonna like lock in. Also, I cannot believe they still have uh, CJ McCollum in a trailblazers jersey yeah i know i was looking at that too um up next dunk i got jalen green i i knew you're gonna pick that thousand percent. dude he's skinny and stupid athletic and a big ass vertical so not only is his like is he gonna be able to dunk really hard he's also skinny so it's gonna look cooler like you're gonna see his arm just like flailing around i don't know i can't pick Toppin. i'm sorry um so the i'm picking Toppin, but the only reason i see him not winning is is because voter fatigue type thing because he was in it last year. That's the only reason I think, I, I think he would lose because he's big. I I'm not a huge fan of like the big men being in it. Honestly, he's not, but he's like actually athletic. I know it's like it's, just it's like si- putting it's LeBron size, in. Size wise, it. it doesn't look that good because like 
he literally has to like pick his like from his knee, like he has to like pick his feet up to make it look like he's really high off the ground. And when, he like, does that. I know, but I'm just saying like <laughs> he has to do that just to look big while like Cole Anthony and Jalen Green can just like straight vert and it looks way taller, even though they're just because their legs are straight. I don't know. I think it's also I, I mean, okay, Drummond was in it before. I think it's completely different oh, having yeah. Toppin and Drummond in it. Um, next one, Rising Stars, right? Yes. Um, uh, I don't really want to read the teams, so I'm going to let everyone just look it up unless you want me to. No, you got just go okay. ahead and say your winner. Um, I'll just say like who's on the team that I pick. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go with Team Peyton. I got Lamelo, Scotty Barnes, Ayodosumu, Chris Duarte, Chris, Scott Scoot. Jesus, oh my God, I'm about to just... Scott, Scott, cool. I got Scoot Henderson, the GOAT, uh, Jaden McDaniels, and Davion Mitchell coming up off the bench. Um, so Chris Duarte is most likely not going to play in that. Um, the Pacers said. Wait, I might want to change the team. <laughs> Wait, so who do, they, who do you think they're going to replace him with? Uh, he might not get replaced. What? Okay, wait. I might pick. I don't. This is just like coming from Pacers fans because I follow a lot of them because Sabonis was there for so long. Um, but yeah, he's out till the All Star break, and they said it's not likely he's going to play in it. So man, I don't want to pick him. Whatever. Give you want? Time. You're picking them because of Chris Duarte. I'm picking him because of like Lamelo and Duarte. All right, I'm picking Team Barry. So they have Mobley. Cade, Franz Wagner, Isaac Okoro, Jayshon Tate, Alperin Shingun, and Dyson Daniels. So they have perimeter perimeter lockdown guys, scores, inside defense, and then I mean, like you just you you have three of the top five guys in rookie of the year voting. I mean. I just feel like you gotta go with them. I just feel like their like second year player isn't that good. Yeah, I mean, I agree. But He's, I mean, like what? I don't know. That team's okay. I don't think it's the worst. I definitely don't think it's the worst. Um, I think that team Isaiah is the worst. With Anthony Edwards, Achua, Bain, Sadiq Bay, Edward. I mean, honestly, I, I was gonna say I don't I, think not so. That I was saying I don't think so. You were you running what? Edwards, Halliburton, Desmond Bain, Sadiq Bay, and then. Probably Isaiah Stewart at center. Yeah, one of those. God, one okay. of Stewart or Achua. I might, I might need to swap. And then, I mean, I like Team Worthy, too. I mean, they got Cole Anthony, Josh Giddy, Jalen Green, Herb Jones, who's probably going to play the five, Suggs, Maxi, Bochamp. Like, I'm hype. Yeah, that's like, going like to like be so fun teams. to watch. Um, And then we have the All-Star game. Do you want me to say the rosters or? Uh. No, but I do want to talk about the when they picked them. That was so funny. Yes. Katie, Katie and Braun were just going back and forth, not picking Harden. Katie said, yeah, I need some size to go against Braun and Giannis and Joel. Stupid ass. So I'll take Rudy. Stupid ass. <laughs> it was so funny. Um, I think Braun's team I got is Braun. so much better. Dude, he got Luca. He got Luca. Um, so we're going brawn yes. both of us all right yeah um our, and our crazy stat is gonna be mvp yeah uh all-star game mvp so obviously we both pick bronze team um I'm both the Cavs guys are on there I'm so i think i think there's a good chance jared, jared allen drops like like a like a 20 to 2015 game honestly like a 20 points 15 rebounds i think 
So a couple years ago when the All-Star game was in New Orleans, Anthony Davis got him. fed like they fed him. 40 shots so he could get over 50. Westbrook didn't get fed, and he had like three less points than AD did. And it's like, oh my God, Westbrook, go crazy. But um, so who are you picking? You said Giannis? I'm probably Giannis. I also, uh, my second option is DeMar DeRozan. Okay. I just kind of um, feel like he's down to ball right now. All right. Um, I'm trying maybe to, he's going to rest. Off the top of my head, I'm trying to think who is playing on that team. You got Giannis, Curry, LeBron, obviously. DeMar, Jokic. See, I do not think LeBron will get it because it's in Cleveland. Yeah. I. He's either going to try so hard. You think he's going to be a starter though, right? I mean, kind of has to so be. So it's one of these four. Giannis, Curry, DeRozan, Jokic. I feel like I have to pick Giannis because, like, okay, Curry, what do you, I mean, you're going to have to drop 50 for it to be Curry. DeMar DeRozan, I mean, he, he might put in effort, but he also is probably gassed right now. And then Jokic doesn't give a shit. So then it's like Giannis or who? You know, I'm going Garland. Okay. I'm doing it. I'm going Garland. Off the bench. Um, yeah. I wonder how many times a bench player has won All Star MVP. I'm pretty sure both times Westbrook won it, he wasn't a starter. Hmm. Probably. And then the one time he didn't win it when he should have, he was a star. Pretty sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's going to close us out for episode 106 of a great trade deadline. Getting super excited for the All-Star Weekend. Valentine's Day is over, so my feet are not hurting anymore because of work. Um, I almost hit overtime for the first time, and I only worked four days. Um, so, yeah, that was, that was a very long weekend. Um, but yeah, so we'll talk to y'all later. Later.